Welcome to Black Family Table Talk. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Listen in weekly as we discover ways to build a strong black family. What are we going to discuss today, Tony? I want to share a story about a video I saw on social media. It was a sermon about what happens to black men in this country. And it was Minister Farrakhan, I'll say his name, talking to a group of women about women having a role as a helpmate in the Bible for men. But he was talking about how black men in this country has been dehumanized to a point where there's nothing for the black woman to help. And he said a couple of other things about how what white men have done to black men. But what I really took from this message was something else he said. You ask black men, you know, what are they doing? They say, nothing. I'm not doing anything. Where are you going? Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere. So, and the next statement was, well, what is the black man, black woman to do with a black man who has nowhere to go, nothing to do? How is she going to help? How is she going to be the helpmate for a black man who has nowhere to go and nothing to do? That's what I pull from the message. You know, he talked about a whole lot of other things, but what was glaring for me and how that is a dysfunction that affects black families. I think you're right. I think, first of all, that's a very powerful concept. But I also believe that it stereotypes men. I think that it speaks to a segment of men who may not have a plan for the future. But I know I went to Howard University spending many days talking to black men about their plans for the future. Very directive, very motivational. That's what our conversations were about. And even the women, we all, we shared our visions. And that's what our late night conversations were about. We weren't getting drunk and we weren't getting high, but what we were doing, we were actually sitting there talking about our future. Talking about, I remember one guy said he wanted to be the mayor of Detroit. Another, another one said he wanted to be the mayor of Baltimore. Another one said that he wanted to go into banking. And those were our dreams. We were fleshing out our dreams right there. So it's just kind of disconcerting when I hear people generally speaking about black men. I know when we met, mm-hmm. you said to me, when you were working on Wall Street, I want to get married, but I just want to let you know. I don't plan to be working on Wall Street in the next year. I'm going to grad school. I'll be resigning from my job and headed to grad school. And that was so attractive to me because what it showed me is that you had a plan for the future Mm -hmm. and that you wanted to better yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was impressed by that. Quite honestly, I was blown away by it. Wow. I didn't know I had that effect on you. (laughs) (laughs) But on the other hand, I agree with you, but someone shared another article. It's all in the same day, mm-hmm. put out by The Conversation. But the title of the article is, Black Men Face High Discrimination and Depression Even As Their Education and Income Rises. Mm. So there's an assault on, on black men from dehumanization and racism and the attack on their maleness. This is in the article, and there were several studies 
to back this up. Wow. That would conduct it. I said in my notes on the attachment of the article, trauma in America is real. Yeah. And I recommended counseling for anyone experiencing depression. And I also stated that as black Americans, we have to, we may have to explore other options that are less traumatizing. And that could be, that could mean a number of things, moving to another country, counseling, as I noted earlier, something has to change. The assault on black men and the maleness, and I never heard that term stated before, but it, I felt it when I read it. You know, maleness? We're being targeted because of our maleness. I mean, what, what do you think about that? I, I think it's the truth. Um, I have spent 52 days in Ghana last year, and um, I believe you spent 25. One of the most enlightening visions that I had was the strength of the black male Mm -hmm. from the little boys to the strong elderly all of them stood up with their head up chest high and they were in charge and and it was so refreshing the little boys were strong and they felt good about who they were their steam was glowing yeah and And that says something about the continent of Africa. However many problems there may be, Mm -hmm. the people were happy. Mm -hmm. And it really, really helped me to question what we've been experiencing here. Absolutely. Absolutely. The women were strong. They walked with their head up. They held their, their baskets on their heads. Which So when the baskets were not on their heads, they still had their head up. And the dresses, all the women wore beautiful dresses. Even when they were working, they had on dresses. And so there was a very, very proud feminism, but there was also proud masculinity. And it was breathtaking. I would agree. I would definitely agree that the lifestyle in in Ghana was a beautiful thing to see. People that look like you feeling confident despite like you said the problems the country may have and you know quote unquote poverty level they may be living at or not living at because there is wealth in Ghana yeah well they've been designated the middle middle class country they're no longer mm-hmm. um, so, so it's an emerging market emerging yeah. market yeah I, I would agree so I, I'm just in, in comparison and looking at our experience and then looking at what we're facing here in America and you know the whole thing with fighting for equality and equity in this country the question is how can a black man build while carrying the weight of systematic oppression oppression you really have to be a super strong male you do you have to be superman and and people may disagree because there are different levels of trauma in this country and different impact on human individuals. And, and individuals and how everyone handles it. So it's, I hope something comes out of this movement that addresses that because the the trauma, the expectation of our people, and, and I don't want to sound like things have not changed, but for some, it hasn't changed. We're still disproportionately living at a, a level and some of us are doing well, some of us doing better than others. But on a whole, you know, if you have empathy for others, 
you're going to feel it. It's not about, well, you know, I got mine, so I'm not going to worry about the, my fellow man. So something really has to be done so that people can feel comfortable living here. Otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this country is, is on the edge. It can go either way. I think that there's definitely a shift in the atmosphere right now. And we've had these discussions for decades. Yes, we have. I really want to focus on the solutions. What can we do here and now as black men and women and black families Mm. to ease up the foot on our neck? How can we be strong? Well, going back to the first statement I made about women being helpmates for, for men, in particular, black men, black women, that are in a family structure, we really have to examine and make a concerted effort to work on our relationships. And I go back to the statement that was made about, if you ask a black man, you know, what is he doing, where is he going? You know, has nothing to do, no no plan. So the helpmate in the black woman has to help the black man with a plan. They have to come together, devise a plan. And I think we talked about this in another podcast, having a plan for the family and being intentional about that. And we have to start from somewhere, but a plan has to be put in place. Absolutely. So if the question is asked, what are you doing? What are you going? There should be an answer. And that should be a answer that the, the man and the woman can answer together. Yes. That's how I see a solution to strengthen black families. And I think there are many women that are ready, willing, and able to get on board with a man with a plan. I think that's a huge solution to the problems of of marriages and helping us stay together. Mm -hmm. What do you feel a woman's job is as a helpmate? You know, and, and the reason why I ask that question, because it's putting a lot of pressure and emphasis and a lot of load on black women and what was said was black women should have to figure out what a broken black man needs and provide that now i take issue with that but i like to ask you what what are your thoughts on the role as a as a helpmate well we're only four or five generations from slavery so let's just take a break and ease ease up the criticism of our community first of all We're just trying to figure this out. Uh, So as a woman, I feel as though if a man has a plan, I'm just thinking, reflecting about back on when I was, when we met and I was ready to do whatever you wanted to do. I was ready to follow your lead. I I was ready to build, build family, build community. But that was just something different about your speech that said, you know, I can sign up for that. Mm-hmm. So as a helpmate, I was ready to even subdue my dreams to help you with yours. Because I wanted to be that mate that builds with his king, that queen that built with his king. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, might think as, look at that as being, you know, why would you give up your dreams right, to, right. but that was just me. 
That was just who I was. And I felt as though kingdom building was important and I wanted to be a mom. Well, I actually ended up going to grad school. We went to grad school together. I went to NYU, you went to Seton Hall University. So we built, we started that part together. But when I was a mom, I wanted to be, I discovered that I wanted to be a full-time mother. And then we made adjustments mm-hmm. to make that work. But I do believe women should have their own dreams. Absolutely. But I also believe that that can be incorporated in the family plan. I, th- I agree with you. I, as you were talking, I was thinking that as as a helpmate in a family plan, it shouldn't take away from women because you're, you're a talented woman. Thank you. Yeah. And what you have to offer shouldn't take a backseat to a man. And I, and I think a lot of women feel that way. I think where we run into problems is is when competition's created mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, okay, it can be incorporated in that plan. It can be a win-win for, for everyone in the family. So that plan is critical because we, have, we both have dreams and aspirations and things we want to do. And... It doesn't mean that one is more important than the other because it, it can be done simultaneously. We're going to give this a, some time to develop and we may have to work, rework the plan. Yes. So the plan is, is flexible and it can evolve. Yes, that's so true. But you have some blueprint or roadmap to work with. Right. Well, I am so delighted that we are able to offer our podcast listeners a copy of a template. And we're offering this resource for free. And it's a template on how to build a family plan. And it's available on the website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. Black Family Table Talk. That's what's up. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you heard some principles to put into your strong black family toolbox. Be sure to tune in next week and remember... Sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and visit our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. Look for special discounts and ways to be part of the Black Family Table Talk community. As a part of our mission to do our part to strengthen Black families, we endorse small Black-owned businesses. This is our way of strengthening Black families economically. This week's Small Black Business Spotlight is on... Family, I urge you to check out my new book, Let It Go. It's a short read and many are claiming they can't put it down. It also made number one in two categories on Amazon. Visit blackfamilytabletalk.com on the products page for more details. I pray you too get inspired. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by a copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform hosts. All topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.